Hello, this is Digital Accessibility, the people behind the progress. I'm Joe Walensky, the creator and host of this series. And as an accessibility professional myself, I find it very interesting as to how others have found their way into this profession. So let's meet one of those people right now and hear about their journey. All right, well, we are back for another episode in this podcast where I get the opportunity to talk with some very interesting accessibility practitioners. And today I am speaking with Charlie Terrell. Hello, Charlie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's uh, great to be able to uh, chat with you. It for me is uh, early in the morning, a uh, fairly nice day on Vashon Island, which is near Blink's headquarters office in Seattle, Washington. Uh, where are you talking to us from? So I'm in Salford in Manchester in the UK, and it's a bit overcast, which is general for the UK. Uh, and I'm actually in the BBC offices in uh, Media City. So there's three of us here, and that's why we film like BBC Sport and the Breakfast Show and things like that. So yeah, that's where that's where I'm coming from. All right. Well, uh, Manchester is a great city. I visited there a couple of times and enjoyed it very much. Uh, and thanks for being part of this. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, being at the BBC today. Uh, so a good place to start if you could just talk about the types of things that you're currently involved with. Yeah, fab. So I am the Accessibility Champions Manager. So I look after a network of people that try and put accessibility at the forefront of everything that they do. Uh, generally, they're made up of designers and developers, but we also have a couple in the legal team, a couple in the, the diversity and inclusion area and some journalists and things too. So generally what I do is I onboard those people. Um, I get them involved in accessibility in all manner of different ways, whether it comes to social, whether it's doing some training, whether it's just getting to know each other or doing some problem solving. Um, and generally that takes up a big part of my day. Um, other areas is, is kind of a strategy work. We look at the training and see if we can develop some things. We do bits of socials. So kind of bringing in external people, uh, anything new that we think might be exciting, getting people involved in some meetups. And on the other side of it, kind of going to senior leaders and making sure that we're, we're ahead of everything when it comes to what's new and accessibility and, and the projects that are coming our way and making sure that we're as prepared as possible to kind of help people with whatever it is that they need to do in regards to that kind of strategy. Well, I, um, I mean, I'm certainly aware of your organization. I'm not exactly aware of like how large it is, but it sounds like from what you've been talking about that you're involved in kind of an overarching uh, accessibility support across the organization. Um, is that the case? Yeah, absolutely. So as the BBC, we've got about, I think it's about 35,000 people at work. And that is from the last time I remember someone else telling me that. Um, and we're in various different locations. I generally look after anything that is digital and public facing. So anything that we put out there in BBC iPlayer, sounds, news, weather, anything like that, any of the products that we have, uh, generally anything that goes out for the public, we want to make sure that's as accessible as possible, making sure that everyone can access that content. Um, so the Champions Network has been 
kind of been quite flexible, but it's kind of sat around the 250 mark. Um, those champions are literally everywhere. And I think that it's good for us, especially that I'm in a very small team in the user experience and design area. Um, and there's only three of us currently. So there's me and there's Becky, who does a lot of the training. Um, and then there's Jamie Knight, who people might recognize the name of, um, that he does a lot of our, he's a subject matter expert. He's the brains of, the, of, the, of all of our team. Um, so because we're so small, it makes it quite difficult for us to be across everything and know what's coming. So having these champions, it just almost means that we've got this extra large team of people so they can kind of go, hey, you know, we're working on something, we need a little bit of help here, or, oh, did you know this is something that's really cool that we've created, we can celebrate it and tell the rest of the BDC. So generally, you know, even though we're, we're quite small in our little corner of the world, it means that we actually have this massive reach everywhere to try and kind of make all our output as accessible as possible. Well, I, I definitely want to come back in to uh, talk about the champions a bit more and get more info about that. But one of the things I like to do with this uh, podcast is find out how people first found their way into accessibility, because it tends to be something that we don't necessarily, uh, for, for at least most of us right now, study in our foundation courses at university and things. And uh, so uh, let's to find out how you guys found your way into it what what where did it be first where did you first become aware of it well do you know what it's it's mad you say that actually because I think a lot of people when I have conversations of how they got into accessibility it's always by accident and that was kind of what happened for me as well so I first came to the BBC I'd done um lots of different jobs I'd kind of flitted around from finance to insurance to working with young people at, um, a youth centre couldn't quite figure out where I fit and I was at the youth centre for quite a while and I loved the morals there and the fact that we were doing things in a underprivileged area and I thought you know we're making a difference in the community but the reach just wasn't far enough for me so I remember looking at um, uh, a post at the BBC for a PA role and on the on the back of the post was all these kind of uh, morals and the the, the kind of we, the BBC holds itself to quite a high standard and we want to make sure that everything is equal kind of equal rights for people and it was very like yeah I could understand being in an organization where the reach is massive and we're all trying to do the right thing so um, I applied for that role I was a PA for a while. I ended up being a PA for six or seven different people across the organization. Really got to understand how each area has a massively different culture. You know, everybody saw things from a completely different view, but they were doing it in different ways. And I, I could kind of see, oh, where would I like to kind of move around to? Um, the area that I had the most interactions with was user experience and design. And it was uh, a guy called Colin who I was PAing for at the time. And under him was the heads of design. And one of them was Gareth Ford Williams, who people know generally is quite, you know, is quite well known in the accessibility industry. Absolute character. We got on straight away. And the more he was so passionate about accessibility, about explaining what it is that he does and why it's so important, I just couldn't get enough. I was listening to all these different things, all these different stories that he had, the fact that he had such drive and he made it so much fun. You know, all, all these different ways that he was doing things and the, the passion behind it kind of is infectious almost. Um, he said that, you know, we've got a champions network. I immediately wanted to get involved in that. And I said, how can I be a champion? You know, is it anything that I can do in my emails that make things more accessible? You know, with PDFs are a bit of a sore spot. Can I get involved in that? And actually 
I, I love the culture and I love people. I really do. Like anything that will make people's lives easier, I, if it can help in any way, I absolutely will. And I also don't really care about like a hierarchy. I will talk to anybody regardless of, of where they are in the BBC with the same amount of respect, which I think people should do in general. Um, spoke to him and he said, actually, you know, there's going to be a position available for somebody to look after the Champions Network because the person that's doing that is moving on. And I thought, yeah, absolutely. I, that, is, that is perfect for me. Went for the interviews and I've never been so excited for a role before. Um, obviously was successful and started to take over and learn about, you know, how the, the network was really structured and how people could get involved. I just had this world of knowledge that I had never been exposed to before about the lenses that we use in accessibility. And it, you, that excitement just grew and grew. And I got to know more people across the business, work with this incredible team of some of the most knowledgeable people I've ever met. And the other side of it was it was such a neurodiverse team that I felt so much more comfortable. I have ADHD and I didn't realize I was masking a lot of you know, different ways and I was kind of trying to cope with this very structured way of doing things. And I got to be in this environment where my needs were taken to, in, in consideration. We openly spoke about what we would need and want and we could all work in whatever way suited us. I started to work with Jamin. I'd never worked with somebody like Jamie before and I got to understand all his nuances and the ways that we like to interact and it was so honest and wonderful and I think that ignited my love of accessibility and I think it's just continued from there the more I've got into it and the more that I've spoken to people and met other people equally as passionate I just don't think that feeling ever goes away. Yeah, well, I, I, thanks for uh, sharing the part about your own uh, physical challenges that you kind of uh, got greater awareness of uh, through your work. Uh, you know, when uh, you we come into accessibility, uh, one of the things we do have is, is a huge body of knowledge available about it, but that can also be overwhelming for people that just start to come into that area. So how did you start to process that? Obviously, as your role, you're helping others to find that information, but what was your experience in, in feeling like you, you knew what was going on? I, I think at the very beginning, I did feel incredibly overwhelmed. And I was like, you know, with accessibility, it's constantly changing and there's new things that are happening all the time. People are designing new things and creating new things. Um, and you, I really didn't know where to start with my learning. There's no kind of set processes that you don't do a level and, you know, accessibility is just knowledge and you experience things and learn as you go. So I took that overwhelmed feeling and use that for the new champions that were coming in. So instead of trying to pretend that I had it all together and I knew about different things, I used that and kind of said, you know, you're joining this Accessibility Champions Network. I'm learning and this is how I felt when I first took over. And I presume that's how you would feel. So let's do that together. Let's do bits of learning together and get involved. And I think knowing that I, I scale back our onboarding it used to be quite complicated and I think it worked really well for the person that was running it in the past but I didn't have that technical knowledge that that person did so I felt a little bit out of my depth so instead I focused on the individual and said so what is it that motivates you why you want to become a champion you know it how how do you like to learn is there any different ways that I can adapt the training and the sessions that work for you? You know, do you want to be working where we do it together? Do you want to be able to go away and read some different things? Are there any needs that you have that we need to kind of adjust for? And that became a much more calm way of learning that the least kind of less pressure 
I think to be able to do that. Also, one of the biggest things I would say to anybody, if you're coming into this community, make as many friends as you possibly can. There are people all over the globe that have wonderful skills, that have a bunch of knowledge. And I can tell you now, they will share everything with you. There's no gatekeeping, I feel, in accessibility. I think everybody just wants to make sure that they are sharing their knowledge. So Gareth, you know, he, he knows everybody and it was wonderful. So he introduced me to a few different people and said, go, go and speak to them. Just go and ask them a load of questions and you don't have to know anything. There's no silly questions. Just go and find out. There's no judgment here. And so I went out there and started to make new friends and new people. And from that, some people were telling me loads of different things that they do with their champions that really work for them. And I just said, all right, I'll give it a go. And so we have um, a mentality with the champions and in our team of everything's an experiment. You know, it's just, it's, it, we're going to try it. If it doesn't work, we'll learn from it. And if it does, that's wonderful. So I think kind of scaling back the pressure and knowing that you won't know everything and admitting that, actually breeds this kind of really comfortable learning environment for people to get involved in because they don't feel like they have to dive straight into the deep end. We can do it bit by bit and we can do it together. Well, a number of times uh, you've talked about the champions that, that you work with. Um, why don't you uh, give us a little bit more of a uh, introduction to, to what that's about. I, I, there are other organizations that have used that term in, in, in yeah. uh, different ways. How does it work at the BBC? If uh, I wanted to be a champion, what would I have to learn and be responsible for? And how, how am I helping uh, move things forward? Yeah, absolutely. So with being in a, the Champions Network, what we say right at the very beginning is it, a champion is just somebody that puts their hand up in a sprint or in a meeting or whenever someone's talking about designing or building something and just says, you know, have we thought about accessibility? Here are some resources to help us. So you, that is the bare minimum, the minimum kind of requirement to be a champion. And if that's all you ever do, and you, you find it difficult to kind of have time to learn or anything like that, it's just knowing where to find the answer. So that's it, that is the start of champions. If you want to build your knowledge, we have tons of ways to do that. So if you were to come to me and say, you know, I'm really interested in being a champion, we'd say, right, wonderful. So let's have an onboarding chat. That is 20 minutes. If it wants to be longer and people get into it and want to chat, that's wonderful, but there's no pressure. I introduce myself and kind of my little bit of history and what I do. I give a, a brief kind of structure of the network, which is quite fluid, realistically. Um, and then they talk to me about what they already know, what they would like to learn. I give them a few topics that they might not have thought about before. Um, and then the ways and styles that they like to learn. So I can at least know that, you know, if you're interested in workshops and this is a, kind of the way that they like to do things, they'll be the first people I tell them about a new workshop. And then we literally stop and kind of go, right, let's reflect on what we've already done. That's a good first step. We don't want to overwhelm you. Let's have another conversation in X amount of weeks. So after that, I send them links to a couple of resources and then a couple of fun videos where we talk about a user's experience or a day in the life of somebody or, you know, kind of just giving them that little bit of a, a toe in the water for the accessibility community as a whole. And so doing it in these little tiny stages over a period of time helps keep the momentum up for that person. It doesn't feel overwhelming. So the resources that we have, we have the mobile accessibility guidelines, the MAG, and we have the gel type documents that we use internally. And we have a huge page, which is actually available to the public for loads of kind of resources for accessibility. So it's anything from 
understanding the lenses that we use when it comes to accessibility, right down to the step-by-step -step how to kind of use a screen reader or, you know, how to do a lot of the technical stuff that I don't really understand, you know, these kind of how-to documents. And they're all there readily available for people. And I think having that, like, a relationship with that person over a period of time just getting to know them a little bit introducing them to other champions we have a slack channel and a microsoft teams channel where people can just either post about events they can post about some really cool things that they've done or a lot of it is just questions of i'm building this thing i need to know how to use the correct something or other and everyone starts to have a discussion about it and we find the correct way of doing it even if you're not posting the questions, they're there for you just to be able to go, oh, learn by doing, other people are doing. You can see the kind of conversation that they're having. You've learned something today. You know, that could just be a part of your training. We also have introduction to accessibility training. So we do that for a lot of designers to kind of make sure that we understand that it's barriers and environment rather than the medical model of, of disability, which is kind of, we, we tend to err away from that. We talk about everybody, it's, you know, no one's disabled until you start building something that disables that person, you know? So it's about your environment. It's, it's really kind of, it, it's a great way of looking at it to make sure that you're including everybody in that discussion. We talk a lot, we use a lot of examples actually like, you know, if you're if you're creating something and it might not be, you know, it, it can be your environment that that makes it difficult to use that thing. So if you're on a your mobile phone, you know, but you also have a, a child in one arm or you're on the tube and you've got your, your hand to make sure you're not rocking or your environment is quite rocky. You need to be able to use whatever it is on your phone, even though you've only got the one hand currently using it. So we talk a lot about different ways of doing things. So all of that kind of immerses you into this wonderful accessibility world we start talking introducing them to other people that are external who are absolutely incredible when it comes to doing talks or even just opening up some discussions on twitter and you know on, on linkedin is great as well so it's kind of having all these various options for you to just start your journey and go at it in whatever pace that you would like and also introducing you to people that have got the same level of culture and kind of a mentality as well and it, it kind of makes you feel like actually yeah but don't know something I've got somebody right there that I can go and ask a question or I can find it you know somewhere else so even as a champion you can either continue with that learning or you can just get involved in the community area of it and start just talking to people it's absolutely up to you however you want to do that but it's making sure you're just part of it you know making sure you're just bringing it up whenever we're creating something make everybody talk about it it's not something we add on at the end we talk about it at the beginning we build it into everything that we do we want to make sure this is inclusive and everybody gets the most out of whatever it is that you're doing well it's it's great to hear about the large repository of knowledge that you have available uh, for all the training pieces that you have available to everybody uh um and, and and with that i'm sure that's always growing one of the things about accessibility is uh uh we it, it it's pretty impossible to i uh, have it uh be covering everything and we're always moving forward doing better adding information and uh um so i assume that's the same there are there any certain areas of the onboarding which uh, you've found uh, maybe more difficult than other parts for the champions that you work with, uh, or are, you know, are there uh, certain areas where you you know you want to work to be able to improve services? Absolutely, yeah. I think for me, um, I notice my lack of um, technical knowledge sometimes when you've got somebody that is quite 
tech focused uh, and which is why I do honestly believe that if you've got a team of people you need to have somebody there that is a technical person who is kind of a developer who has done that kind of thing because I think some people really want to get into that nitty-gritty having debates about things and I don't feel like I can always fulfill that and I think sometimes you know you get a bit of imposter syndrome I think everybody gets that at the best of times and um, but being able to have that group of people together that can all do it and work and that is when you know that you've got a good team as well so I think that that part of it I find quite difficult sometimes I think as well you know I, I try and change the network <clears throat> a little bit just to kind of you have to be flexible depending on what position the, the business is taken a little bit so I think for a while we discussed about having levels of champions or we had you know levels of learning but having that open discussion with the rest of the champions and them kind of going yeah but that's not really how accessibility works for us or you know there's no such thing as almost like levels of a screen reader you know you learn about things you learn how to interact with things and then you talk to users and just learn don't you, you just continue to grow by doing there's no actual kind of you could do a university course in it and so I think getting the mindset right for that and knowing how to get people to be continuing to learn the next thing rather than it you know and having a little bit of structure around it can sometimes be quite difficult but that's sort of something that I'm currently working on at the minute instead of doing levels I'm doing almost like a journey for people you know so they can kind of come in and they do a bit of onboarding and then they join the slack channel and they join other channels and they get on the d-list for emails they get the newsletters and then you meet another champion and then you read the mobile accessibility guidelines and there's this little kind of route that they can take that feels more like you're uh, developing into a community rather than kind of accessibility knowledge levels. So it took me a little while to kind of understand how that works as well and to kind of trial out different things. But I will say that, you know, there's been a couple of events that I've done. Some have gone really well, some haven't. You know? <laughs> and I'm quite, I'm quite honest about the fact that sometimes I've thought a structure will work I and mean, then it just didn't. And all you can do from that is go, Oh, I'll learn from it. I'll do something different. I'll find out why it didn't work and, you know, why champion, get champions involved and get them to tell you why it didn't work. I'm quite happy to have as much criticism as possible now, but that took a little while to, to get used to, you know? So I think they're the things that I find difficult in the role, but I think keeping an open mind and kind of going, it's not about me specifically. It's about making sure that we're teaching people as much as we can and we're getting them you know involved and happy about it it's not a reflection on me it's just to it's just my job to make sure that i'm i'm kind of including as many people as possible really and uh I, you you mentioned at the very start uh 35,000 employees uh so definitely a large organization um are there any certain uh job categories that you're responsible in working with or is it for or do the champions help out uh you know across the wide variety of activities people are involved with at the bbc it's a bit hit and miss actually i think the people that i tend to interact with quite a lot are anybody that works in product so yeah you know the the, the kind of the product leaders um, a lot of the designers so the ux and d so the user experience and design area they're my two kind of main focuses i would say and i think that's because they're at the forefront of all of our output um the rest of the business it's very different you know my kind of presentations will really change depending on who it is that i'm speaking to you know i've got one on wednesday and i'm talking to the diversity and inclusion group that is on the other side of kind of the business really it's something that i don't actually interact with that much but their lenses are a little bit off when it comes to disability they're thinking of it purely from the medical model and 
we just want to kind of go actually can we make sure that we're all on the same baseline level let's like make sure we're all on the same headspace you don't have to learn a load of stuff but let's kind of think about it we're all singing from the same hymn sheet at the very beginning and so I get to interact with these kind of different smaller groups of people which is great because I learn something from them as well you know the presentation that I might do might need tweaking a little bit so I get to be able to understand my audience a little bit better I think the area that I find difficult is we have a world service with BBC Studios and um, because they're not uh, a, a public um, so we're with licensed fee payers and they actually, I mean, we don't have any adverts or anything like that, whereas they're more kind of commercial entity. It can be a little bit difficult because we have uh, policies and guidelines in the charter, which is really good for us, actually, because we've got a really kind of something to reference. We don't like to use it, but we've got something to reference to kind of go, we do have to do this thing. It's, it's a legal requirement, um, but it is a little bit different for that area. So sometimes I have to kind of go along the, well, this is worthwhile from a, uh, also a financial point of view, not having to redesign, not getting sued, you know, all these different things. That's not really the lens that I like to use and the one that I have to take, but in a very high pressure environment, sometimes you really do have to be flexible and adjust, you know, your, what's the word, your argument slightly, you know? And I think sometimes senior leadership, because they're not directly involved in the creating of the products, they kind of think that, oh, it's accessibility, somebody else will do it. And sometimes you kind of have to go, actually, you know, if you're using the right language, your staff and the people that are working with you are using the right language we're all thinking about it you're just really going to avoid any kind of slip-ups so that's something that you know my team have been working on doing a little bit of a, a PR almost going to different areas and kind of making sure everyone's got the right the right mindset so I think as a, as a larger business that's always going to happen and I think no matter any business getting senior leadership buy-in is always difficult especially if you're wanting to start a champions network but being able to kind of go well for, for us we went from all these kind of complaints and redesigns and time wasting things by doing audits and actually getting to a point where everyone talks about accessibility constantly and we're not having to do that kind of problem you know there is a real uh, business case for that and if everybody's interested in starting up chance networks you know there's a uh, i run a champions of accessibility network external to the bbc and we can find us on linkedin it's under can um, and it's great because it means all these different groups of people that have either started a champs network or run a champs network in these businesses and believe me the models are vastly different to mine you know as works for us quite specifically but some people working in finance and some people working in e-commerce e and various different areas and they have to structure theirs around the needs of their business as well so there is different ways of doing things and I think looking into that and always being willing to change is something that I need to constantly remind myself of as well. Well, uh, Charlie, uh, it's been very informative to hear about uh, how the BBC is doing things and the uh, Champions Network and also your own your know, personal introduction and, and growth in this area. So uh, thank you uh, very much for uh, contributing your ideas. No, thank you. Honestly, it's been lovely. And as you can tell, I love talking about anything accessibility. It's great. And the more people we can reach and talk about it and, and kind of get everyone on the, on the same mindset is, is wonderful. So thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. All right. Well, uh, hopefully if uh, I'm able to get back to Manchester, we can uh, meet for a coffee or a pint or something. Absolutely. You are always welcome. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Joe Walensky, and as host of the Digital Accessibility Program, I like to keep the focus on our amazing guests. But I'm always excited about my role as Accessibility Director at Blink, 
the producer of this program, and I'd like to share that with you. Blink is the world's leader in evidence-driven design, and we work with a wide variety of clients. Founded in Seattle, we also have offices in Boston, New York, Austin, San Diego, and San Francisco. Our stated mission is to make technology human. Embracing inclusive design and accessibility brings all of us closer to that mission. We bring accessibility in every one of our projects. Our philosophy is that each of our practitioners should understand how accessibility applies to their own work. Accessibility is not a separate department or activity for us. Our researchers, designers, and developers all employ accessibility principles at every stage. If you have a need for research and design services, Blink is a partner with a full-time commitment to making your product or service accessible and a great experience for all of your customers. Some of the specific areas where we can help, using research to better understand the needs of your customers with disabilities, innovating to make sure your accessibility is the best in class design. We can move existing designs to development in a sprint, and maybe most importantly, we provide a turnkey transformation to an accessible site or app. Of course, compliance status is something that we always include as part of the service. If any of this is of interest, please get in touch with me directly at joe at blinkux.com. That's J-O-E at B-L-I-N-K-U-X.com. Thank you. And please take a moment to rate our program in whatever app you use.